Welcome to the Middle East Report Special Edition. I'm John Riley. The Middle East, that is one part of the world that we need to pay attention to, especially the country of Israel, and especially right now with everything that is going on in that part of the world. And each week, I do my best to try to help you, you know, understand what's going on in that part of the region through a biblical lens. You got security threats, archaeological discoveries, biblical prophecy. Uh, those are just some of the things that we cover. And of course, one of the things that we always encourage you to do is to read, study, and apply the Word of God in your life. And I really do believe that the best way to do that is to connect to the people, places, and geography of what we read in the Word of God. And on today's show, we are going to, of course, talk about what's happening there in the land of Israel and everything that is happening there, all the news coming from Israel. You have to be so careful about what you are watching and about what you are hearing. And that's why I'm so happy to have my good friend Jason Comis with me. Jason is on staff with Behold Israel, an incredible organization that gives you Bible teaching. It gives you news and information directly from the land of Israel and so much more. Jason, thank you for joining us today on the Middle East Report Special Edition. John, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be in the studio today. Jason, uh, tell us about Behold Israel and what you guys do. I know it was founded by Amir Sarfati, right? That's correct. Yeah, uh, officially became a registered uh, 501c3 in the U.S. Uh, in 2014. Uh, you know, Amir was a professional tour guide in Israel after his time in the IDF, and uh, his he was a young believer at that time, and after years of being a tour guide, he really felt the Lord calling him to take the reality of Bible prophecy and God fulfilling these prophecies concerning the nation of Israel. He he really felt called to take his love for prophecy from a tour bus and take it on a global scale to the world. And so we're a Bible teaching ministry all over the world today. And we have a, a, a very uh, large online presence, but really our mission is teaching on the times and the seasons so people can find faith, love, and the hope of salvation. You do Bible conferences as well all across the country, right? I mean, you have a ton of conferences that you do. That's correct. Uh, domestically, all over the U.S., uh, Amir historically has had a couple speaking tours every year where he'll come to the States and we'll have facilitate many conferences each year uh, and other random speaking engagements, but also internationally. I mean, this year we kicked off our Revealing Revelation conference after Amir came out with his best-selling book to date. And we did that conference in seven different countries on four different continents uh, this year alone. That is uh, amazing. And as you're listening to this report this evening, I just want to encourage you, please check out beholdisrael.org, beholdisrael.org. They have so much information there, Bible teaching that is absolutely free. And you have these updates from Amir Sarfati. He is a native Israeli. He lives right there in the land of Israel. He is there giving these firsthand reports of what's happening there in the land. That's correct. Yeah, he lives in northern Israel, and uh, his insight is what people really value him for. Christians all over the world uh, visit his Telegram channel as a means of being well-equipped and well-informed informed, uh, with the specifics of what's going on in that region. Boy, Jason, you talk about being informed. Today, with what's happening there in the land of Israel, there is so much I want to say misinformation, but I'm just yeah. going to go ahead and use a stronger word, lies yeah. that are coming out in the news media regarding what is happening in Israel. And that is one of the main things that Behold Israel wants to do is to get out the truth. And you mentioned Amir's Telegram channel. Yep. I have that on my phone, 
And I want to encourage everybody to get that because you will be informed about what's happening, but you're going to see and hear stuff that you're not hearing in the regular right. regular media. Right. Uh, he He has Middle East resources over there that, you know, that they're not like private, but the average American or Westerner has no idea these resources even exist. And he's basically compiling all of those and funneling them straight to you, making it very streamlined and easy. So on our website, beholdisrael.org, if you go to the news tab, you can find the latest from Amir on Telegram right there. It is a reliable source of information coming from a biblical lens. I mean, that's what you guys do. It's all from a biblical foundation. Well, we want to turn our attention to what's happening in the land of Israel. And Jason, Share your reaction of what happened on October 7, that terrible day for the Jewish people, that really like a second Holocaust for them. Right. Yeah, it's the ugliest, most grotesque thing the world has seen since the Holocaust. And the formalities of how they're being, they were killed on October 7th and in the days that followed are worse than what took place during the Holocaust. And Amir himself would tell you that. It takes a different level of evil to march onto a defenseless kibbutz, which is basically Jewish communal living. They share their resources uh, to march in there as a terrorist and to do what they were doing to elderly people, to children, to women and to babies. I mean, infants. What took place in Israel that week? You know, it's really hard to... For years, we've been hearing about how well defended the land is, how... how impenetrable the nation of Israel is as far as military or an invasion is concerned. But the Christian also understands Bible prophecy, that the Lord talked about their enemies uh, having motives of violence towards the Jewish people. This has been something that's been an issue for millennia, by the way. This isn't a new issue. And so I I remember I was with Amir in Philadelphia when this all started. Our our staff had a conference going on and we woke up and Everything had shifted in the Middle East. What what initially surfaced was just rumors of war and conflict with Hamas and just this all-out attack, which was on the second Sabbath during the Feast of Tabernacles, which is a very holy day for Jews. And it only took a matter of hours to find out more details about the atrocities. This wasn't just a, a terrorist invasion into Israel and the IDF was dealing with them. No, they slaughtered the IDF in their area, and then they went on to slaughter as many civilians as they could before the IDF could react. I mean, their first target was they murdered 250 people at a dance festival down in southern Israel. Then they marched into kibbutzes. And by the way, it wasn't a random act to go into the kibbutzes because they found the planning papers in Gaza in recent days, and they know very well that attacking civilians was the main idea of what Hamas, what their intentions was going into Israel, was to kill as many civilians as they could. And we've seen the reports, we've we've heard about what has happened there. It is literally a genocide from this evil, demonic government there in in the Gaza Strip. Now, you mentioned you were with Amir at the time. What was Amir's reaction when, you know, all of this was unfolding there in the land of Israel? He was not at home at the right. time. Right. I mean, it's sickening, you know, as a father, a husband, as an Israeli, let alone, you feel so helpless because your family's back home. You're across the Atlantic Ocean. You're trying to figure out how do I get home? And it was really hard for him because here he is. He's the featured speaker at this conference. And all day, he just wasn't mentally there. He would tell you, how could he be? And he was the final speaker of the day. And the next couple of days were just all about 
trying to get him back to be with his family, which he got home, and an hour later, Ben-Gurion Airport, just a barrage of rockets were targeting that very region. So he got home just in time before they shut down the airport. Uh, He was embraced by his family. We can't really put into words and we can't envision in our own minds the level of not just stress, but trauma that comes from this. We're talking about a nation that's the size of New Jersey, And what they lost in those first couple days would be equivalent to the U.S. Now, remember, we lost multiple thousands of people. We lost 3,000 people on 9-11. Is that correct? Yeah. Right around 3,000. Well, Mm -hmm. they lost over 1,400 people in the days to follow. What they've lost in this conflict as it is, what happened on October 7th would be the equivalent of the U.S. losing 35,000 people in a day. This was something of epic proportion and in the worst way. Uh, that we really can't put our our finger on. You're listening to the Middle East Report Special Edition, and we're talking to Jason Comis, who is on staff with Behold Israel. And I want to encourage you to please find out more about this incredible ministry who is doing so much to give you truth from God's Word, truth of what's happening there in the land of Israel, real-time updates of what's happening in that land from a biblical perspective, beholdisrael.org, beholdisrael.org. I encourage you to please check out that website. It is a solid organization. I have been following this organization for years now, and I highly recommend that you do the same. Jason uh, Hamas, what do we know about this evil, demonic group who did this? They're a Gaza-based terror organization that is funded by, well, American tax dollars, but primarily Iran. It's it's channeled through Iran. Uh, Iran is the world's number one sponsor of terror. And I'm sure you, if you're a listener today, you've heard that. If you've never heard that, well, let me give you that free of charge. Iran is the world's number one sponsor of terror. What does that look like? You never hear about Iran invading other countries and committing acts of terror. But what you do hear is groups like Hamas, groups like the Palestinian Islamic Jihad. You hear of Hezbollah. You hear of the Houthi rebels in Yemen. Every one of these is the far-reaching hand of Iran where they take money, they uh, build weapons, or they, they gather weapons, and they ship them. Oftentimes to Damascus is where they send them. And from there, these weapons of terror are funneled throughout the region to Lebanon, Syria, Iraq, the Houthi rebels. I mean, the U.S. US warships have uh, intercepted countless vessels uh, in the sea, making their way to Yemen to arm these guys. This is how they commit acts of terror by proxy throughout the whole region. Hamas is one of these. So Hamas, Gaza-based, When you think of the Palestinians, this is the group that's ultimately running the show. The Palestinian Liberation Organization, the PLO, they hate Israel as well, but they also hate Hamas because Hamas is challenging their authority in the region, so to speak, but Hamas doesn't care. They have one one goal, one end game, that's to eradicate the region of Jews. Well, they uh, are, are attempting to do that. They attempted to do that on October 7. And, you know, we just heard a report about one of the leaders who said, well, if we had to do this again, we'd do it all over again. In fact, uh, that's our goal. And our goal is not to help our own people there in Gaza, but really uh, it's to destroy the Jewish people. I mean, this is coming from one of the leaders of, of Hamas. Yeah, absolutely. And, you you know, you've heard the saying, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. First of all, that statement in itself is built on the foundation of a lie. First of all, 
There's no Arab artifacts in Israel. Every artifact they find is ancient, ancient Hebrew. Secondly, international law is what put the Jews back in the land at the turn of the previous century. It wasn't the Jews going in and invading and setting up camp. International law in 1917, you had the Balfour Declaration. Then in 1920, you had the San Remo Conference. And in 1922, you had the League of Nations mandate for Palestine. International law put the Jews back there because they recognized their legal and ancestral rights to that land. And they put them there without intending to harm the Arabs. The Jews go back there. And uh, to this day, you have people saying the land will be free. Well, to this day, Jews can't enter into Lebanon, Syria, Jordan, the West Bank, or Gaza without fearing for their lives. Arabs can channel freely between Gaza, the West Bank, and those other countries. They're free to do whatever they want. They also find the means to, for survival and supporting their families in Israel. Israelis don't go to Gaza looking for work. People in Gaza and the West Bank come to Israel looking for a means to provide, and they find it. So, this whole lie that this is this statement is built on is that Palestine will be free. Well, actually, the Arabs in the land are quite free to roam about. The Jews are the ones that have to have their guard up all the time. And also, it has nothing to do with freeing the land. It has to do with cleansing the land of Jews. That is what that statement ultimately means. Total extermination is what that phrase means of the Jewish people. When you hear... You know, from the river to the sea, you hear these chants, even here in our country, you know, all over our, our nation right now, and it is to destroy the Jewish people completely, to exterminate them. I want to ask you something. The country of Israel supplies the Gaza Strip with water and electricity. So here's what's going through my mind right now, and maybe you can help those who are listening understand. Israel is doing that. Why have the government of, of Gaza, Hamas, not done that for their own people? I mean, they have received billions of dollars. They have to get the electricity from Israel. They have to get water from Israel. Why, why is that? Oh, and by the way, oil. I mean, they have oodles of oil in Gaza. There's no, there's no oil sh fuel shortage in Gaza. It's that it's all monopolized by the terror proxy that runs the show in Gaza. So... When you say from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, you better get rid of Hamas if you want that to become a reality because ultimately they're the victims of Hamas, their own people. They're not the victim of Israel. Israel, like you just said, supplies these things to them. And yes, uh, you know, people have a problem with them cutting off those resources to Gaza, but uh, this is war. Uh, and the last thing you're going to do is fuel the people that just slaughtered some of your own innocent people. Something else, Jason, that I was I was thinking about, you know, when we're talking about Hamas and talking about this uh, idea of a humanitarian ceasefire, which is being promoted by our government, which we'll get back to here yeah. in just a minute and talk a little bit more about that. But I think it's important for people who are listening today uh, to the Middle East Report Special Edition to understand that Hamas was elected by the people of Gaza. The people of Gaza are the ones who hide the terrorists hide Hamas in their homes and under the hospitals. And it's sad that there are loss of life. We're sad about that. And yes, you know, as a believer in Jesus, you know, we want people to, to have water and food. But right. unfortunately, when 
you are in an evil government situation, you are going to pay the price for that evil government. Right. And I think this builds on your last question as well as why, why wouldn't Hamas supply them with these things? Well, why would Hamas use hospitals as a shield to guard themselves while they watch innocent civilians die? Why would Hamas set up military, military facilities next to schools and where innocent children are? Because they don't care about the Palestinians as a whole. Hamas has one extreme end game and they don't care. The rest of the Arabs in Gaza and the West Bank, this is going to sound harsh, but it's reality. They're the useful idiots to them. They're nothing but a human shield to accomplish their end game. And that's why uh, when people try to, but, and oftentimes people, so people will use that to try to say, well, Hamas and Palestinians, there's a difference. Well, there's, when it comes to the perception and hate for the Jew, there is no difference. And that's why when these attacks were committed, hundreds of, of uh, the common, the blue collar person from Gaza was, cr- hundreds of them came into Israel and were committing acts of terror as well. And were just jumping on the bandwagon of their opportunities to take shots at Jews. And when they went back, listen, there's not that many people associated with Hamas in Gaza. What you, the people as dead Jews were being paraded around the streets, some of them young women, dead bodies just being paraded around the streets. Those weren't all Hamas. That was tens of thousands of just your local Arab coming to the street to celebrate the fact that dead Israelis, uh, there, there were dead Israelis. The hatred that has been uh, taught to the children by the schools there in, in Gaza right. and the, the mothers, and it's just tragic and it's demonic. There's no other word other than that. So since the war started there, October 7, there has been an exponentially rise in Jew hatred across this country. Jason, uh, you're a young guy and you deal a lot you know, with young people with your ministry aspect there with Behold Israel. And we're seeing this rise of, of Jew hatred in our country. You want to talk a little bit about what you are seeing and maybe your thoughts about why this is happening across our nation? Sure. And I think it's worth noting that this, uh, ha- as part of your worldview to hate someone of a different ethnicity, that's not natural. It's not just evil, but it's not natural. It's something you have to be taught. Listen, I grew up in Western small town, Montana, where minorities were very few and far between. But the ones that were there, I never, my parents never had to say a thing to me. It was another human being to me, which they are created in the image of God and my conscience. I had nothing in my, nothing ever came to mind to me about seeing another, seeing a minority up in Montana. But what you see in the world today, what you see in our nation specifically, and you're correct, you have to be taught hatred like this. That's why, like Pastor Barry Stagner one time said, when you teach first graders in your curriculum how to cut the head off of a teddy bear, you're breeding a generation of murderers, and that's what you have in Gaza. But here in the States, the same hatred is taught. You know, just 15 years ago, just 10 years ago, I mean, just anything post-2001 here in the States, you didn't see what you saw in the streets these last couple of weeks. There, it hasn't been like this. I mean, you've seen things, uh, you've obviously seen, especially in the last five years, tons of protests, things that we wouldn't support at all. But when you see tons of groups after the atrocities just committed in Israel, and by the way, no one 
could ever look at that, see that happen to any group of human beings and, and be okay with it. You should not. There's no way that could ever be acceptable. But here in the States, after a thousand plus Jews are slaughtered in their homes and in their nation without any way of defending themselves, and you have young college people going to the streets and countries or in states all over the country to back Hamas, to back the Palestinians, trying to say in any way, shape, or form this is justified. This isn't something that comes natural. This is what you're seeing now is the bad fruits of something that has been taught to the next couple of generations removed uh, even after me. I'm 32 years old, and what we're seeing in the streets today would have been unthinkable to me ten years, just 10 years ago. So these generations on our college campuses around the states and on our high school campuses, this is something that they're being ingrained with and taught concerning the Jewish people. And we need to be aware of that. We need to know what's going on regarding that. And and I, that's why Behold Israel exists. That's one of the, the missions of what they do is to inform you and equip you and help you understand what's happening in that area, as well as their biblical teaching. And if you want to find out more about Behold Israel, I encourage you to go to beholdisrael.org, beholdisrael.org. Please Subscribe and follow Amir Sarfati's Telegram channel. You are going to hear and see things that you're not getting anywhere else on the news media. Jason, uh, we just have a few minutes left. I want to give you an opportunity to tell us, you know, what's ahead for Behold Israel. Maybe a little bit more about, you know, the the news and information of what you guys do. I know you got something big happening there in the Galilee. Yeah. You want to tell everybody about? Yeah, I mean, we'll continue to do what we do as a ministry, which is teaching tours and media, but we something we've collectively decided on as a sta- as a staff is we recognize we're also entering into a new season and what that means is the launch of Behold Israel Connect uh, this is going to basically be not a ministry headquarters but in a way an Israeli headquarters that is going to be headed by Amir uh, up in his region of Israel uh, he's going to have an office team working with him at a studio uh, that we're leasing up there and it's basically to do multiple on-site reportings throughout the day uh, on-site in Israel. We're going to enhance our on-site teachings. We're going to we're calling it Connect because it's the ability for us to now have a presence in Israel for ministries around the world when they come to the land to testify of the land and the word of God to connect with Behold Israel to connect with Amir and to basically to make all these new connections. That's really the point is to, and also for the ministry connect to connect with Jews in the land. So it's a new avenue of ministry and it's really a new season for us. And we believe it's really going to enhance the reach of what we do. So it's going to be video. It's going to be audio. It's going to be uh, all the social media things you do. There's going to be an entire team there. And I think I heard this new connect, which is going to be a physical building with all these things that we just mentioned coming forth from there, but it's going to be staffed by local Israelis or mostly local Israelis. Local Israelis. Yeah, it's going to be an office of Israelis. Jason, that's going to be an awesome ministry. But right now, everybody needs this information. That's why we're encouraging everybody to go to beholdisrael.org. Amir does real-time updates and his Telegram channel. We want everybody to subscribe to that. Yeah, so at beholdisrael.org, you'll find 
anything and everything Behold Israel right now. And soon, as of next week, you're going to be able to find more about this whole Behold Israel Connect project on there, on the main page of our website. But if you go there to the website, you'll see all of our ministry events on the different tabs. I mean, we produce uh, multiple podcasts a week. We also offer all of our previous teachings uh, on our website uh, via YouTube. And so you'll find access to our other social media platforms there. We have a massive YouTube channel with a lot of content to help you go back and uh, via the teaching of the word and current events, be able to be brought up to speed to better. If you're thinking to yourself, well, I I wish I understood the history of what's going on here. Well, if you go and look at our resources, uh, we're just telling you what God declared long ago. And so you, through studying of the word and through uh, the hearing of these teachings and a better explanation of current events, you'll be well-equipped. But also on the website, there is a news tab. On that news tab, you will find one of the three options is the latest from Amir on Telegram. You click on that, it's going to give you all the ins and outs of Telegram, and it's going to give you two options. One, you can download the app so you can follow him regularly on Telegram, or two, you can just visit his page on the URL, like a URL on online, as if you were going to someone's Facebook page, but it'll direct you to his Telegram page. So if you don't want to download an app, you're not, that doesn't interest you. It takes up too much memory on your phone or your handheld device. You can just click on the URL link and it'll take you there. It's like going to a news website every day. That is fantastic information, and I want to encourage you to go to BeholdIsrael.org, click on the News tab, and you're going to get all the information that you need right there. Jason, thank you for what you do with Behold Israel, and Amir Sarfati, the entire team. You guys do an awesome job. I highly recommend that you connect with BeholdIsrael.org. Find out what they are doing. Jason, thank you for joining us today. What a pleasure. Thanks for having me, John. I want to encourage everybody as well to please continue to pray for the situation that's happening there in the land of Israel with the Jewish people. We cannot discount the power of prayer. Prayer is so vital. And so I want to encourage you to please, please pray for everything that's going on there in the land of Israel. We've been encouraging you to connect with a prayer movement that is going on right now, the globalesterfast.com. You can go to that website, globalesterfast.com. This is organized by people that I trust, the International Christian Embassy Jerusalem, and you can get all the information right there about how you can pray for what's going on there in that land, globalesterfast.com. EstherFast.com, GlobalEstherFast.com. Please check that website out. And I just want to thank you for listening to the Middle East Report Special Edition. And I also want to encourage you to please download a podcast of the show. You can get the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Run all the major podcast platforms out there. Just check out iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, all those major podcast platforms out there, Google. And of course, you can also go to American Family Radio's website, AFR.net, click on the podcast tab, look for the Middle East Report, and you'll find the show right there as well. It's so important that you download those podcasts, and that way uh, it will continue to, to grow online, and the message of truth will continue to get out. So I encourage you to do that. And I also want to encourage you, take a stand for the truth. You know, there's a lot of things going on here in our country when it comes to the situation there in the land of Israel, 
but it's so important that you are connected to the truth of what's happening there in the land. Don't give in to the lies of CNN and so many of these liberal news outlets out there. They're doing everything they can to try to bring you lies and misinformation regarding the truth of what's happening there in the land of Israel and with the Jewish people. This program is a part of American Family Radio. It's heard all across the country, and I just want to thank the leadership team for their heart for the land of Israel and for the Jewish people.